The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples who said to Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sights. The lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, they began, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. One of the greatest relationships recorded in the Bible is the relationship between Jesus and John the Baptist. Recall in Luke chapter 1, verse 39, when Mary visited Zachariah's house. After Mary conceived Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are told that he went to visit his co her cousin. And when she got to the house of Zechariah, she saw Elizabeth, and when she greeted Elizabeth, we are told that as soon as Elizabeth heard the greetings of Mary, the child in her womb leaped for joy. And what this means is that before Jesus was born and before John the Baptist was born, both of them actually had a kind of connection. There was a kind of, you know, the friendship actually started before they were both born. Recall also when Jesus was, uh, after he was born, presented himself in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. He presented himself to John the Baptist to be baptized by John. 
But John told him, why do you come to me for baptism? I should be the one coming to you for baptism. But Jesus told him, no, you just go ahead. We need to fulfill our righteousness. And in the gospel accounts, from time to time, you hear John trying to introduce his own disciples to Jesus. A clear account of that is in John chapter 1, verse 29, when John saw Jesus coming towards him. John said to his disciples, There goes the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sins of the world. And immediately he said that some of his disciples left him and followed Jesus. Unfortunately, the same John who had certified the identity of Jesus started doubting, started questioning Jesus' identity. From the gospel passage we just read this morning, we are told that while John was still in prison, he sent some of his disciples to go and ask Jesus if really he was the Messiah that they were anticipating. Now, John was in prison. Why? Because Herod had put him in prison. What did he do? He had earlier on challenged Herod that it is unlawful for Herod to take his brother's wife Herodias. And so John was put in prison. But then John was in prison and then had to send message to Jesus. Now the question is, why would John send his disciples to go and ask Jesus if actually he was the Messiah that they were expecting? Why was that? A lot of theologians and biblical scholars have over the years tried to advance many arguments to support the reason why John, you know, did what he did. But just for time's sake, I'm just going to take two of them. Number one, we have those who have said, no, John sent his disciples simply because he wanted to introduce his disciples to Jesus, knowing fully well that very soon he was going to leave the scene, so he wanted his disciples to have a personal encounter with Jesus. They wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. So that was why they sent, why he sent his disciples. But I don't want to agree with that argument because when the disciples went after telling Jesus, Jesus replied and told them, go and tell John what you see. So by implication, I think the whole thing was not about the disciples. And that was why Jesus had to send them back to John. And then, if you read in between the lines, you hear Jesus, where he said, And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. It seems to me that Jesus perceived that John was, if not taking offense at him, and so that also leads us to the second part of the argument. Those who said that John sent his disciples to go and ask Jesus if really he was the Messiah. Because John expected a Messiah who would come to set prisoners free. They argue that John expected a Messiah who will bring justice to the oppressed, who will execute judgment. And who will give freedom to the captive? And so, knowing fully well that John was in prison, he expected the Messiah to come and free him. 
to come and set him free, to come and rescue him. And so since Jesus was not making any effort to come, to, the, to come and rescue John, John was a kind of disappointed. And so he wanted to be sure, and that was why he sent his disciples, go and confirm if really he is the Messiah. Disappointments. Now John was actually standing at the intersection between what I call expectation and uh, disappointment. He expected that if Jesus was a Messiah, Jesus should come to his rescue. After all, he has been preaching about Jesus. Why should Jesus not come and rescue him? And sometimes in our lives also, we, from time to time, we may have stood like John at the intersection between expectation and disappointment. Many of us expected to achieve a lot of things at the beginning of this year, 2022. And unfortunately, the year is coming to an end. And for some of us, we are yet to achieve what we have expected. And so, we are disappointed. Sometimes also, we have those who expected that their marriage, you may have expected that your marriage will last forever, that your marriage will stand the taste of time, only for you to see your spouse walk out of the marriage. And so your marriage crumbled, and you were left only to pick up the pieces of that marriage. Expectation and disappointment. And so you were disappointed. Sometimes also we expect that those you love, you may have expected that those you love, your friends, your family members, your spouse, and even parishioners would stand with you and support you in your time of need, only for them to turn their back at you when you needed them the most. And so you were so much disappointed. I want to believe that these actually were the feelings of John. John was frustrated. John was disappointed. And John was faced with a lot of confusion. But the good message about John, the good thing about John was that amidst all this frustration and uh, disappointments, he took everything to Jesus. And that was where he asked his disciples to go and confirm from Jesus. I think this should be a very good message to each and every one of us. Uh, sometimes in our lives we are faced with confusion. Sometimes we are frustrated. And many times we are disappointed. And there are a good number of things that happen to us which we cannot explain. You cannot explain what is happening in your families. You cannot explain what is happening even in our world today. You may not be able to explain what is happening in your marriage. And so you are so much confused, frustrated, and feel that the world should even come to an end. But John gives us an example to follow. When we are faced with all these difficulties in life, we should take all of them to Jesus. We should channel all of them to Jesus. And just like the first reading tells us from Isaiah, be strong, do not fear. Amidst all these situations we may be undergoing, Isaiah encourages us to be strong and not to fear. And at every point in time, when we take all these confusions and difficulties and challenges to God, 
You know, Jesus tells us the same thing he told John the Baptist. He said, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sights. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. Go and tell John. He didn't actually answer the question if he was a Messiah. But by telling them all these things, the blind see, the deaf hear, and the lame walk, Jesus was actually re-emphasizing what Isaiah spoke, the prophecy of Isaiah. Because Isaiah had earlier said in the first reading, that when eventually the Son of Man comes to establish his kingdom, that all these things would happen. And so Jesus telling his disciples, go and tell John that the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, all these things that Isaiah prophesied that they are happening. I mean, you don't need anybody to tell you, you know, who the Messiah is. And so Jesus affirmed the fact that he is the Messiah. So when we go to him with all our confusions and disappointments, he reassures us that, yes, I am the Messiah. I am the one who gives sight to the blind. I am the one who makes the lame to walk. And so he also can handle our own situations. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, my dear friends, as we await the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the church gives us this period of Advent to help us prepare ourselves in anticipation for his coming. And also, Father Craig, my boss, has also you know, set aside Saturday for all of us to have a kind of penitential service. So he has also invited some other priests to come and help in that regard. So we all are encouraged to take advantage of that day so that when we prepare ourselves and when eventually the Messiah comes, he will be able to transform our lives.